In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hello. Hello. I'm Hallie. I'm Allison. And this is Ruined, a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for you. Allison, how you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I mean, I'm I'm good. Just uh, I, I'm I'm off this week, and I'm trying to relax. And I I don't know how to do it, and I've forgotten. And I feel like you know, how do people do it? How do you just sit there, read a book, enjoy yourself? I I'm writing more, which is good because like at least I'm using my um, oh amazing inability to react uh, in a productive way. But like you know, I'd like to think I could read a little book. I could take a little stroll. I just can't do it right now. Yeah, it's really hard. I feel like the pandemic has like really changed, like because so much like my life used to be like oh relaxing is when you're at home. That's like what everything else like you do outside mm, yeah. your house. You go to work. You go do stand up. You go to things with friends that are like you know some are relaxing but some are stressful. Um, you know, therapy, all these things happened outside the home. And now they all happen. And so, like, home felt like such a, like, this is, mm-hmm. oh, I'm home, I'm relaxing. I'm not really doing yeah. anything. Maybe I'm cleaning. That's about it. And now it's just like, oh, I'm home, but I'm, what is home? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it's your home. It's like, also, you have to work. Also, you have to live your entire life. Your entire life. Um, oh, boy. You gave me a lot to think about, Allison. Well, I hope you can relax. I don't know how. Thank you. I'm going to try. You know, give it a whirl. I also have a lot of creepy books I want to read. So. Ooh, that's like I a nice, to. that like feels productive, but also relaxing. Yeah. You know, and also as I read them, I'll give you updates. If I have any recommendations, I will also bring them to the yes. pod. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm trying to like read before bed, that. you know, like you're supposed mm-hmm. to like not look at screens. So I'm trying to sure. like read a book for a little bit. I've tried struggling. that and it's just like struggling. Isn't working. Um, oh, also, before I forget, uh, we wanted to say, you know, RIP to a phenomenal actor, James Kahn, oh, who, yeah. if you listen to the pod, was the main character in Misery, Paul yes. Sheldon, famed novelist and um, victim. And, uh, you know, phenomenal career, but ha- since we did it fairly recently, just wanted to shout out to him. Yeah. Excellent, excellent work. Wow, really a peek behind the curtain of when we record this. Um that's I guess true. no one knows that it happened today, but it happened today. So. Yeah, I don't think that our listeners think we're on the cutting edge of anything. No, um, nope. this could this could be weeks from now, and the idea that I we just heard about that also right. seems very plausible. also totally plausible. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't know. Sure, those gals don't know nothing. Those gals are finding out things when they find them out. Um. But yeah, we are uh, doing this week, speaking of misery, a uh, Stephen King month. It, it was it wasn't intentional, but now we are um, going for it. And luckily, there's a lot of good and bad um, Stephen King movies based on Stephen King properties, and some of them I didn't even know existed. So um, 
this is exciting. And one of them was one that I just watched for the first time due to uh, because of the pod. And I was kind of like, I honestly picked it because it's the shortest one that I could find. And I was like, I just, I just can't. I, obviously, we want to do Stephen King's It. We want to do yes. the Langoliers. I just didn't have it in me to do a three hour plus watch. You know, this week I just no. Couldn't. I mean, that is like the thing. Yeah. I mean, I love both of those, and I, I we absolutely will do them. But just, like, I have to figure out the exact time to do them in a week where it will not destroy me to tr- have to, like, watch hours and then and write my notes on it. But the one we're doing this week is I, a real delight, and I really enjoyed it, and that is 1983's Christine. Love it. Um, and, Allison, we had you watch the trailer. What are your thoughts about Christine based on the trailer? I love that the trailer, at least, like, the trailer that I watched— um, is what like like was like styled and presented as a car ad. Oh, fun! I mean, and that's what we're that's what you're getting with this movie. It's a lot of fun. So good. I'm glad. Yeah, I like. It's like look, I love like uh, things that are parody and things that are you know just like genre borrowing and things like that. So like watching mm-hmm. the, I was like, ooh, amazing. And then also like it's funny because like we know like. Uh, the movie Titane to Ten, which we have not done. Yes. Um, we need to do that. But it's like nice mm-hmm. to be like, oh, this is kind of like the early version. Like an, or an early version of like a car, a machine, something that isn't human, maybe becoming human. I love, 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 love the tagline, which was like body by Plymouth, uh, soul by yeah. Satan or something like that. So good. So funny. <gasps> And it, this is, of course, it's based on a Stephen King property, but it is directed by John Carpenter, who, again, if you listen to the pod, obviously, director of The Thing, director of In the Mouth of Madness, um, you know, a director of a, a lot of different films, you know, Big Trouble in Little China, Halloween. We haven't done The Fog. We have to do that. Escape from New York. And I really think he brought—there were a lot of moments where I really did think this is a John Carpenter moment. He, he adds a flair to the visual— that I think somebody else who would have made this movie is like, hey, yeah, car kills people, yeah. you know. But he's really, because of the simplicity, I think, of the premise, he's allowed to do some really fun things with cars yeah. in a way that I, I was like, th- this was the right call. They, they, he was the right director for this. And he le- elevated the um, material. Um, and with that in mind, uh, we like to take a baseline scary. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of an evil car? Oh, ah, an evil, evil car. car. I mean, I find cars frustrating, and I okay. already have, like, my relationship, I'm not, like, afraid of driving, and I'm not, like, I hate driving. Like, I didn't like driving in L.A. just because, like, I never really got the lay of the land, and so I felt like I really yeah. never knew I was going, and, like, the concept of, like, parking was very stressful. Um, but, like, I, did, I wasn't, like, I'm afraid to drive. Like, I've Grew up in the suburbs. Um, I, like, drive in New York City often for a person who doesn't have a car. Um, but there is something scary about, like, I, dr- I drove a lot when I lived, um, when I went to college, which was, um, I went to Cornell. I, I was going to be, like, in Ithaca, and it's like, don't do that. Um, like, but, mm-hmm. I went, but I went, and it was very, very snowy. And there were, like, a lot of times, like, going up the hills and, like, when it was snowy and icy or going down the hill, we're like, you are not in control of the car anymore. Like, yeah. nature has taken over, not the car. Um, but there mm-hmm. is something, like, really scary about, like, you're going down a hill and it's like, I'm braking, but the car isn't stopping because we are on um, a sheet of ice that goes directly yeah. down into a lake. In this case, you got to, you say, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, Jesus, take the Please. wheel. 
And um, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I didn't, I, I don't really drive. I didn't drive in, in New York. I don't really drive in LA. I'm capable of it. I have a license, but I just, I usually take um, yeah. public transportation. Yeah. And I feel like that has made me think about cars in a very different way. Mm-hmm. But I still think of them as like, oh, if there's a problem. It's it's usually due to, um, you know, human error. Uh, unless we're talking about like the Tesla and these other self-driving cars. We are which dipping our toe unnerving. into evil yes. car, the, the world of evil cars. And let's say we, you know, eventually we're going to, you know, there was that um, that guy, was he at Google, the engineer who thought, who thinks the AI chat bot is sentient? There's a lot of evidence it's not, but he's concerned the AI is becoming sentient. I'm saying you put that AI in a self-driving car, baby, you got yourself Christine all over again. I mean. And I, and I, I'll get the first one off the line. No, I don't want that. No, I don't I want just, I feel bad for when that it ever really happened. I do like that it's a woman. Yes. And I guess in the same way that, like, boats are, boats are women. women. Yeah. yeah, anything that has they're to, objects. like, take— Oh, yeah, because you think objects. women are objects, Allison? God. But I like that it's, like, God. she has power. Like, that it's not, like, like Brad, not the it. evil car, you know? Brad, exactly. <laughs> that it's Christine. And there's, like, I think that, like, part of, is, like, there's an allure to, you know, women— as like objects anyway. And like I I I would imagine that that's how like Christine can continue being an evil entity uh and not be destroyed the first time she just <laughs> yeah. completely oh, yeah. takes over driving. There, also are there's a lot about do you okay. ever I feel like every like two years, like it resurfaces in the New York Post or something like that. Like those people that are in love and in committed relationships yes. and sexual relationships with inanimate objects. And there's always somebody, and it's always the same guy, because I'm like, we saw this on TLC like eight <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah, I'm he in just love wants with, to keep talking about it. I'm in love with my car. Uh, but there's like that woman who married a bridge. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of that stuff. Yeah. But like, I could see, like I like I can't, but I But you can, but I can. Allison, can't. Yeah. I could fall in love you with can. a car. No, I could never. I mean, it's not a, a gorgeous car. car. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, Christine is a 1957 Plymouth Fury, cherry red, got the fins on the back, gorgeous, gorgeous car. So I'm like, if you're going to fall in love with the car, an aesthetically beautiful car makes sense. Yeah. Not like an old like, station wagon, which then yeah. like, am I putting my own beauty standards like on? Or like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. You know, like it's like, it's well made. It's going to last you a long time, but it's nothing to look at, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Christine is gorgeous. Um, and before I begin, would you like to guess the twist in Christine? the twist. I'm going to guess that it's like how Satan's soul got into the car. Like something about, like the twist will be like, oh, it was like nobody manufactured this. Like it showed up out of nowhere. Like maybe Mm -hmm. it's the devil's car. Love it. It's the devil's car. (laughs) Yes, the original title, Christine, called The Devil's Car. Um, So let us begin ruining Christine. So we open on that American institution, the car factory, mm. as we hear that song, Bad to the Bone Plane. Sure. And I had a question I wrote my notes is, what is a car's bones, Allison? What constitutes a being bad to the bone if you're a car? I guess, like, the, the like, chassis? Yeah, that's it. Like, no further questions, <laughs> Your Honor. It's the chassis. <laughs> Nailed it. Like, the, the skeleton of it, the structure, everything that, like, creates what is, like— that you put, you know, the metal and then yes. the paint on, then you put the <laughs> yes. engine in. Like, the engine is like an organ and not a bone. Like, to put it more simply, the chassis. The ch- 
<laughs> Absolutely, you nailed it. Isn't that right? I don't know. So, so it is the September 1957. You think I know? I have no concept <laughs> you of asked what me. Is, I know. You a think funny I know? Idea. <laughs> no, none of us do. None of us do. But we find ourselves, it is September 1957 <laughs> at a Chrysler Corporation factory in Detroit. And we see this gorgeous cherry red Plymouth Fury almost at the end of the line. So it's just sort of getting inspected, like the last yes. little touches, making sure that everything's there. And we see a plant worker pop the hood to inspect the engine, only for the hood to suddenly slam down in his hand. Ooh. And his supervisor has to, like, haul him off because his hand's so damaged. Another worker is going and is inspecting the interior. And I guess because it was the 50s, he's smoking a cigar. And just, like, openly, I'm like, there's got to be, like, different fumes and stuff in there. Also, just, like, a cigar. Just not not a, not a work thing. Right, yeah, it's not even like, oh, I'm sneaking a, a cigarette. cigarette. It's like a thing. big like, old everybody stinky, smoked yeah. everywhere in like 1958, but like <laughs> to smoke a cigar it just feels like... It's a power move. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> in the workplace. So he gets in to inspect the radio and has the audacity to ash inside the car onto the plastic sheeting on the upholstery. Bring, bring, it's quitting time, Allison. And it's only then that the foreman is like, where's that one employee I have that's always smoking a cigar? I haven't seen him for a while. Mm-hmm. He goes to the the Cherry Red Plymouth uh, Fury. He opens the driver's side door, and the guy's corpse just flops out, eyes wide. Doesn't even, I don't even know how he died. I, yeah, I, I was like, going to ask, We're getting like, no information. Asphyxiation or something? Cut to September 1978 in Rockbridge, California. So tw- Christine is 21 and can ostensibly buy beer and roll in the army and vote for president. Good for her. The president, of course, would be a car in that situation. <laughs> I mean, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we see um, high school football player Dennis. He's driving like this gorgeous blue 70s muscle car. And he's speaking of his much nerdier friend, Arnie. And Arnie's like your typical nerd. He's got like... Big thick glasses. He's of course gorgeous. He's still like a right. Movie star, they put you know glasses I mean? on him and like tucked yeah, his and, shirt in. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's still like it's the, the best Santa hair you've ever seen. Yes. Um, and so he has like uh, he comes out in his khakis. And Arnie's mom Regina and his father Michael fucking hate this kid. They're so mean to Arnie. <laughs> And they're like, and they come out and Dennis pulls in the driveway and she's yelling about Dennis's loud music. It's like, she's like, that's noise pollution. You might as well be dumping toxic waste on their lawn. And you're like, oh, Arnie, I'm sorry. Your life sucks. And he runs out for Dennis, to get in Dennis' car and he's carrying the garbage to the curb and the garbage bag rips open and all the garbage falls out. It's like, oh my God, this guy can't catch a break. Ugh. And you know what's not going to help, Elson? A car that kills people. No, that is not going to help anything. I'll tell you, that's the last thing that he anything. needs. So Arnie, his mom's like, oh, you always do this. Just get in the car, you know. And Arnie gets in. They head to school. And Arnie tells Dennis of, like, a story of, like, almost besting his mom in Scrabble. But he played the word fellatio. And she refused to accept obscenity on the board. And so she won by seven points. And I'm like, that's not fair. That is not an obscene word. He was absolutely in the right. So it was, yeah. A valid Learning about his parents. Because this is a 70s movie, Dennis is like, okay, great. I don't really care about that. It's senior year, Arnie. It's time for us to get you laid. Mm. And they go they, they go down the list of, you know, your the, your average sluts and hags. Yeah. We've got Gail Justin, a.k.a. Justin Case, who has a mustache. And, you know, we've got Sally Hayes, who they referred to as a, a walking sperm bank. Okay. And Arnie's like, ugh, maybe I'll just beat off. Yeah, maybe you'll just get killed by a fucking car. Yeah, bro. As soon as I hear them talking about these sluts, it's I'm like, like good, I hope somebody... Christine just ruins you. 
yeah, a car is going to be coming for you. At school, another football player is teasing Dennis about his knee injury, but Dennis is like, I just got cleared to play. I have an offer a couple weeks, and I'm going to be back at the big game this weekend. Oh, boy. And there's also a girl who's kind of like just a running joke, who's like a gorgeous blonde, who's constantly hitting on Dennis and interested in him, and he has no interest in her whatsoever. And it's played by Kelly Preston, um, the late actress who is married to John Travolta. She died. And, yeah. Right, 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 right. I believe she passed away. Yes. I don't, I don't want to tell tales out of school. No, no. You're right. But um, I believe she yeah, passed away in 2020. Yeah. I mean, it was an intense year. Yes. You know, yes. I mean. But, um, yes. R.I.P. Kelly Preston. Great in this movie. I mean, I mean total very bait, funny. too. Stunning. And, um, you know, this is, it. her character is like, hi, Dennis. And I, I wrote, back when men were men and women said, tee-hee, oh, you. <laughs> it's like, that's all she says. It's like, oh, Dennis. It's like, okay, like a cartoon character. But um, she does say ta-ta for now. And there's this uh, guy who's friends with friends with uh, Arnie and, and uh, Dennis, who's a creep. His name is Bemis. And you can just tell he sucks from a distance. Yeah, and he sort of like oozes over. And he's like, have you guys seen the new girl? She looks smart, but she has the body of a slut. Okay. I was like, I would start Uber with just Christine. Yes. I would just I be would running by this one, guy over again. kill all of these men. And he's like, there she comes now. Allison, they turn to see the new girl. Her name is Lee. She's wearing a sweater, knee-length khaki shorts, calf-length white socks, and penny loafers. She's very modest and covered up. She's very tall. She's gorgeous. But I'm like, what about this girl is like, she's got a body like a slut. It's like she looks like a totally normal girl (laughs) who is dressed very conservatively, actually, (laughs) compared to everybody else. And it's like, Beavis, you were just like, you're wishing. You know what I mean? And, of course, she walks by and she kind of smiles at all of them. And Chuck's like, you should ask her out. You know what I mean? Like, maybe she doesn't know that you're disgusting yet. There's nothing for you to lose but your virginity. That guy's going to die a virgin. I hope Don't so. Don't worry about it. Good. Unfortunately, at lunch, Dennis is looking for Arnie. And a guy's walking by. He's like, hey, have you seen Arnie? I know you have shop with him. Unfortunately, the bully, Buddy Ripperton, has stolen Arnie's lunch. And Dennis is like, oh, I got to always handle Arnie's stuff. And he goes down to shop class to demand it back. And we also know that Arnie has yogurt. His mother's like, keep your lunch cool because there's yogurt in there. And it's like, what are you talking about? How would he do that? How, what would, this is the 70s. Yeah, it's like, not what, like you have like, a little like zip around cooler like lunch pack where you have all of your like fresh fruits and vegetables and things that can spoil. It's like maybe a paper yeah. bag. <laughs> Inappropriate expectations for your child. Inappropriate expectations for how cold his yogurt is going to stay. <laughs> Dennis comes down, and Dennis is, like, kind of a big man on campus. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, going in here, like, fuck you, give him back his lunch. Unfortunately, it's Buddy, and then Buddy has, like, three henchmen. Cool. And they're all calling Arnie, like, Arnie, instead of his last name's Cunningham, Cuntingham. And, it, and Dennis is like, leave him alone, give him back his fucking lunch. Bill, Buddy takes out a, sli- a switchblade. And it's like, Ooh, okay. I'm going to fucking stab his lunch. And he stabs his lunch, and yogurt oozes everywhere. It's humiliating. That is humiliating. And he says, he challenges Arnie to a fight. And Dennis is like, you're challenging a guy to a fight with a knife knowing he has no knife? That's chicken shit. You're chicken shit. I will fucking fight you right now. 
Unfortunately, Buddy's got these other goons, so they grab Dennis, and Arnie runs to help, but Allison, he slips on the yogurt because he's a dweeb. Dweebs always be slipping on yogurt. (laughs) And his glasses fly off, and then Buddy crushes his glasses, and it's like, oh, brother, I wish I had a car that would kill these guys already. Also, like, stepping on glasses is so much meaner than just, like, haha, nerd. It's like, they're so expensive. Well, right, especially back then, it's like, I, I, I'm i going to just wear these with tape on yes. them. Like, I'm never going to be able to get a new one. It's going right. to take a year or whatever. And so Buddy approaches Arnie with his with split blade out. And they're in the shop class, but I'm just like, where has the teacher gone that he's gone this long, you know? And Dennis throws Buddy across the room only for one of Buddy's henchmen. His name is Moochie. To grab Dennis, oh, he grabs Dennis around the neck, and then he grabs his balls and chokes him out. And I'm like, this is insane. Fuck. Like, what is this happening? high school is out of control. <laughs> every single person in this high school, every single man in this high school is out of control. Fortunately, the shop teacher, Mr. Casey, comes in and he busts up the fight. And Buddy's like, um, they started it. And Mr. Casey like grabs him by the shirt and he's like, I know they didn't start it. I know it was you. And Dennis tells Mr. Casey, Buddy's got a fucking knife, and he pulled it on Arnie. And Buddy's like, uh, no, I didn't, you liar. So Mr. Casey's like, okay, well, turn out your pockets if you don't have a knife. Buddy is such a fucking dumb shit. He's like, uh, you can't make me. I'll put you through the wall, man. He's threatening a teacher. And Mr. Casey's like, Moochie and these other goons, you go to the office. And he tells Buddy, if you don't empty your pockets, I will call the fucking cops. I don't care. Yeah. And Buddy, of course, has the knife. He throws it on the ground. Mr. Casey sends him to the office. And Buddy is like, basically blames Arnie and Dennis and like threatens them. We find out at the end of the day, Buddy got expelled, as he should have been. Yes. And that Moochie and Richie and Don, the henchmen, they all got like probation. So I guess like suspension or whatever, right. but they weren't kicked out. And I was like, yeah, if you threaten someone with a switchblade and then threaten to put a teacher through the wall, you're going to get expelled. Also, all these guys are like 35. So I can't imagine this is the first time. Yeah, no. And on the way home, Dennis is driving, and he's like, all in all, that wasn't a bad first day of senior year, which I thought was fun. <gasps> so they're driving home, and out the window, Arnie, like, gasps and put his face to the window, and he's like, stop the car. And he's in front of an overgrown yard with a car for sale. It's in horrible shape, but we know it's Christine. Christine. And Dennis is like, it's rusted as hell. It's got, they, they eventually get out and look at it. It's got 93,000 miles on it. He's like, what are you doing? Just get a regular car or like a, a beater car. Like this, it's not even going to run. Right. And we meet the owner, George LeBay. And he's wearing, I'm assuming must be a medical brace, but it looks like a Paul, like a John Paul Gaultier, like, like it's like, like straps. A, yeah. Like, like um, a vest. Um, Like a harness. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like it went, it was like clearly, it looks like it's for scoliosis, but then went back all around and it's like fashion. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> And George is, of course, like, the car's name is Christine. Everyone's like, yes, of course it is. Like, no one blanches. Never, no one's yeah. like, what do you mean? Yeah, are you obviously about? you name your weird old rusted out 100,000 mile car. Why wouldn't you? You man and, and he's you like, chic <laughs> Gautier harness. The chic maniac. And he says, you know, his <laughs> asshole brother, Roland, uh, bought it in September 1957 right off the line. He says, I remember that new car smell. It's just about the best smell in the world. Except for pussy. And everybody laughs. Oh, okay. And he tells him, Roland died six weeks ago, but he loved this car. I'll sell it to you for two fifty. dollars And I was like, is that good? But no, Dennis and Mealy, like, this car's a piece of shit. $250? You can get actual, I have no— $250. Like, no you idea. Could, that today could be $40,000. It could be <laughs> I have $90. Really no I don't know how this money works, but— Let's see. Hang on. Money converter. Okay, so it says it's—let's um, see— it would be $5,500 about. 
So like you could buy a, like a cheaper. You could car. buy a, a car that's running for fifty five, like a cheap, like an yes. like an old Kia for fifty five hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah, and that's what Dennis is saying. You, you you haven't driven this car, but no, but Arnie's in love. And this is another thing that he has with his parents. Is like his parents want him to like be a nerd and go to college, but Arnie really loves shop class and he's very good at cars. Like he's very interested in like being a mechanic or doing mechanical things. So it's sort of like that's another tension in his parents relationship with him is like they want him to succeed and he's like I want to do something that I'm actually interested in the other weird thing that they do in this um, movie Allison is they use the word shitter as if it's a common piece of slang but not to refer to the bathroom as like an insult you know like Dennis tries to intervene like okay don't buy the car but George tells him you don't know half as much as you think you do shitter like, using it as an insult, of, as, a, like, a person. Like, to call someone a shitter. Which, again, is very Stephen King. Like, I feel like yeah. he does this a lot where he's like, I'm just deciding people talk like this. Right. But it's not just, like, if George said that, sure, he's a crazy like, old sure. man. Yeah, he's out there just, like, spending all of his money on fashion. Arnie uses it. Like, people use it as, I'm like, was this? I I, I don't even know. I don't and know like, what were the 70s? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could convince me. So, when he gets at home, Regina and Michael flip out for no reason. It's like, you're acting like you see a serial killer in the driveway. And they're like, you cannot keep that car here if you want to stay here. And Arnie stands up for himself finally. He's like, you wanted me to take me, you wanted me to take college courses, I'm taking them. You wanted me to do chess club, I'm doing chess club. I have done everything you've asked me for 17 years, and I get one thing that I bought with my own money. But Regina's like, no son of mine is gonna keep a car here. And I'm like, I don't understand the stakes what? at all. Like, well, who cares? What on earth could matter? Also, like, if anything, it's like, oh, it's a fun project that he'll work on and I know where he is. Like, it's, yeah, it seems like a very like wholesome. Off doing yeah. Any of the other horrific things that like high school aged men it's so are weird. off doing. Like yeah. you know, sexually assaulting people or stealing <laughs> things yeah, exactly. or like yeah. fighting each other. Like right. it's just bringing a switch play to shop class. Right. But luckily he takes his car to Darnell's do-it-yourself garage. Well basically it's like you pay to store it there and work on it. And then that's it. And you, and then Darnell, the owner, um, his name is Mr. Will Darnell. And again, an insane character who's like, look, what the fuck is this dump car? You know, and he says, I knew a guy who had a car like that. He killed himself in it. Like everything he said is like a very funny line. But also I was like, well, this guy's a maniac. Yeah. He says, shut your pie hole. He says oh, yeah, to Arnie, one of those. Yeah, he's like, I know a creep when I see it, and I'm looking at one right now. Like, he's just dressing him down. It's like, he's a okay. teenage boy. Like, he just wants to work on his car. So he leaves it there, and Dennis drives Arnie home. He's like, just be honest with me. Like, why are you so into this car? And Arnie says, I don't know. It almost feels like the first time I found something that, like, I feel is sort of like me. And he says, maybe it's the first time I've ever found something uglier than me. And then Dennis says, like, this, he has his laugh in this very sweet, compassionate way. Dennis is like, Arnie, you're not ugly. And I'm like, are they going to kiss? Like, it's like this very, like, kind of romantic moment. And I was like, ugh, I I want the reboot where they they get to kiss. But, like, Dennis is, like, so kind with his feelings. And also, Arnie's not ugly. He's just, like, his parents have raised him to hate himself. So he doesn't understand that, like, he is cute. He doesn't glasses, you know. Also, his glasses, they are taped together. So he has the same glasses that have to be taped together. That's not helping. Yeah. That's not helping. But, like, Dennis is, like, so nice. But I was like, oh. But, um... But unfortunately, then Dennis Ruins and says, you're not ugly. Queer, maybe, but not ugly. And they laugh. Can you imagine being gay? Imagine being happy and have exploring this, whatever this is. But we're not going to A silly fantasy. That. We're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to be murdered by a car. Anyways, they get to Arnie's. <laughs> and Regina and Michael are waiting to just scream at their son for, again, no reason. 
and Dennis drives away, shaking his head. We cut to October 9th, and it's interesting, they give, like, different holidays and, like, different time passages for no reason. Like, it does not matter the time at all. Right, it could all happen in a week, it could happen in three years. It's like, very it's weird. just what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but I appreciate that it was maybe in the book, so they, like, really committed, so. Yes. October 7th, uh, Mr. Darnell is, like, showing off all the work that Arnie's done. Like, Christine look, still looks kind of bad, but it looks a lot better. It's in running condition. Sure. And the the uh, the person he's talking to is a fellow old coot, and his character name is Pepper Boyd. I'm like, sure, Pepper Boyd. I mean, yeah, Pepper Boyd. Get him in the mix. And Pepper's like, well, it looks like he's doing good work. And Darnell says, you can't polish a turd, and I know a turd when I see one. It's like, all right, okay. Calm down. You don't have to drive it. But, like, but interestingly, the car's not the only thing that's changed because Arnie's not wearing his glasses anymore. And when Darnell tries to, like, give him shit about being like, you, I know I said you could use stuff from the scrapyard, but, like, you're using a lot. Artie's like, well, what do you care? You're not using it. And he kind of, like, stands yeah. up to him. And Darnell's— All right, so he's gaining this confidence. Yeah. He's he's doing something he's good at, and he likes. And Darnell yeah. snarls. He's like, don't think you got the golden key to the crapper, kid. It's like, has anyone what ever said that? What on earth is he talking about? And also, Allison, I'm like, at this point in the movie, I need one person to be killed by a car. Like, we're kind of like— uh, yeah. it's We're, like, a half an hour in, and I'm like— Someone's, where's, where's the car, the car kill? We exactly. saw the first two. Like, what else? Like, yeah. But I guess he had to, he had to spruce it back up and, and get it working yeah. order so that she could uh, kill people. But Darnell says, like, I'll make you a deal. You help around here. How about around here? You run errands. Like, um, and you then you could use anything I have. And I might even throw some money, you know, so you're waiting. Right. And he says, I know you don't exactly have money fallout out of your ass. I'm like, all right, dude. Everyone calm down. And but as soon as Darnell leaves, like Arnie has like a big smile on his face, and he gets in the driver's seat. And every time the radio comes on, it's fifties music, which no one comments on until later. But like it seems like uh, Christine can only play music of the era in which she was born. Of course, and Arnie kind of raises his head on the steering wheel. And I would, I was like, I, I would like a car to kill someone at this point in the movie, but I would take a car Not- falling in love. Oh, I would like that. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, so back at school, Bemis and Chuck are with Dennis in the um, library, and he's like, go, they're like, go ass out that new girl, Lee. She told Bemis I'd rather fucking puke, but we think that you'll go out. And he gets up to go talk to her, okay. and he has to walk past Roseanne, and Roseanne thinks that he's walk- coming to her, and she's, like, so excited. And then he just blows past her. Aww. And uh, he goes and he sits with Lee, and he's like, oh, you know, like, do you like dancing? And she's yeah, and— He's like, would you want to go dancing after the big game on Friday? And she's like, oh, I, sorry, I already have a date. And and Bemis and Chuck are like, fucking strike out, you know. Okay. Um, the next day, Dennis picks up picks up Arnie, and he and his par- he and his parents are in another fight, like yelling at him. And Arnie's like, sorry, I can't go with you. They're going to go to a movie. Like, I have to run an errand for Darnell. I can't do it. But Regina's, like, in a state. And I guess, like, for, the for like, the past couple weeks since he got the car, like, Arnie's been kind of blowing off Dennis and also blowing off his family, like, avoiding them and spending all the mm-hmm. time with that damn car. And Regina's yes. so upset about it. And Arnie storms off. Like, I have to do it. It's my job. He's paying me. And when he leaves, Regina tells Dennis, we when we signed the registration, because eventually they agreed they'd have to. He's, like, a minor. So they yeah. signed the registration. The previous owner died of, in the car of carbon monoxide poisoning. And I'm like, well, in a way, the car killed someone then. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. And Dennis is like, yikes, does Arnie know that? And Regina says, Arnie doesn't know anything anymore. What? what? Talk to your children, people. Yes. If, if we've learned anything from any of the movies we've done, it's be involved in your children's <laughs> lives enough that you can, like, assess 
yeah. what's going on with them. So Dennis goes to visit George, the previous owner again. <laughs> he was just wearing, yeah, he's wearing like the um, outfit from like Fifth Element. You know what I mean? He's got like a bob. <laughs> he's just like pure fashion. He's got like those uh, shoes that Lady Gaga used to wear. Um, yeah, with the like lean, they're like forward platforms. And um, uh, he's like, you know, I just want, I, I, I found out that somebody died in the car. And you know, Arnie wouldn't have bought that car if you were honest about your brother dying in the car. And George says, oh, then you don't know your friend. Because the look in his eye was just like my brother had. Oh, also, it wasn't just one death. Roland, he intentionally ran a tube from the exhaust pipe. But before he did that... He had a five-year-old daughter choked to death in her. He wouldn't get rid of her. He just rode around with the radio blaring, not a care in the world except for Christine. And Roland's wife, Rita, also died by suicide in, in the same way he did in the car. Together or separately? Separately. So I, I think we're to think the daughter choked to death, the wife killed, uh, died by suicide immediately after uh, that. Yes. And then recently, Roland also killed himself. Horrible story. D- deeply tragic. And George says, I sold the car after they died, but it came back three weeks later. And Dennis says, what do you mean it came back? Came back. That night, Dennis sneaks into Darnell's body shop to take a look at Christine. And he notices that, like, it has, like, 5,000 fewer miles on it. Like, the miles are going down. I don't know if it's, like, healing or becoming stronger. I, that's what I took from him. And just, sure. And just when he's about to climb inside, Christine's radio starts playing, and he runs away. And the radio shuts off as soon as he leaves. But, Allison, we can't worry about that because it's time for the big game. The big game. Dennis is finally back after being injured, and um, everyone's, like, you know, really excited. We're going to not cream him. I don't know. And then as— Dennis is watching. Arnie shows up with Christine looking cherry. Everyone's like, oh, my God, look at that car. It looks amazing. And, of course, Buddy's there and his henchmen. And they're Obviously. wild with jealousy. Like, how? We're in shop class, too. Our cars look like shit. Also, the actor who plays Moochie is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. And I say <laughs> that as someone who watches a ton of bad We watch bad movies all the time. Yeah. He's like, you better not mess with me. I was like, how? <laughs> there weren't other people who Get anyone else. Yeah, Just get anyone who's just like on the lot for this. Like just anyone. <laughs> Maybe it's like a producer's nephew or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a nepotism thing. Allison, not only is Arnie rocking a sick-ass ride, when he opens the passenger side door, his date is Lee, the new girl. And everyone's like, the hot With the slut bod? With the slut bod. And everyone's like, wait a minute. The new girl, Lee, who is, we all agree, we all agree is hot, is going out with Arnie, that nerd. To the point where Dennis is so distracted, he he's going long or whatever, I don't know football. And as he sees Arnie and Lee kiss, he fucks up. He gets sacked, I suppose that's what you say. Okay. And and in his in his moment of distraction, gets tackled and is so badly injured that he has to be taken out on a stretcher. And we are left with a lingering shot of Christine. Did the car do the football thing? How would that work? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, is that? Like, did, did the, the car, car do, do the football thing? I was like, or are is we Dennis thing? a shitter? Right. Yes, that's the question when it comes down to. So Arnie comes by the hospital. And he has a book of 5,000 dirty limericks. And it's like, <clears throat> like he's going to read them. That's cute. That's fun. And, um, you know, Arnie's like, well, you know, the team hasn't won since um, you got injured. So uh, I think we're to think that Dennis is in the hospital for at least a month or more based on the period of time that lapses. And and Dennis tells him, you know, the doctor said, uh, I'm not going to be able to play anymore. And then if I, if I had been hit like at a centimeter different, I would be paralyzed. 
Anyways, are you dating that new girl, Lee? He's like, I've been horrifically injured to the point that I have to be hospitalized for weeks on end. Anyways, you hit that. But more importantly, yeah. you're hitting that. And Artie's like, look, what can I say? She respects my mind. and uh, I respect her mind, and she lusts after my body. And Dennis is obviously so jealous. And, like, it's like, oh, yes. okay, like, I love my friend, but he is a nerd. So, like, why would she date yeah. him? Yeah, also, you know? like, such a 180 from, like, the Arnie that we met at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, and so that night, Arnie takes Lee to the drive-in movies. It's pouring rain. But, of course, they're just there to make out, you know? And they're making yeah. out. But when Arnie puts his hand in her shirt, Lee freaks out and runs to, like, the in the driving rain to, like, the um, concession stand where the restrooms are. And he runs after her, and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I do not want to hook up in that car. Because I feel often like you like that car more than me. Like, when you talk about this car, one, it has a woman's name. And then, two, you seem really fixated on it in a way that I feel very uncomfortable with. Yes, and I like, respect that. Ernie's like, you're insane, but also come back. We, let's, we we could talk about this. We don't have to be in the pouring rain. They get back in the car, and Ernie's like, wow, I thought girls were jealous of other girls, not cars. And Lee says, this car is a girl. And he's like, okay, but True. like, I don't think of it. And then she slaps the dashboard, and Ernie reacts as if she has slapped a girl. And uh, he's, of course, in love with this car. And obviously. I will say again, I was like, well, a car hasn't killed anyone in a while, but it is right. causing a breakup, which is not great. And I'll take it. So I was just like, yeah, no, it's right. not what There's I wanted. There's some but... evil to that. Yeah. It did the, the car did the football thing. The car is making the breakup. I mean. And Arnie says, he's like, well, I it's guess. It's not Satan, but it's it's not great. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of like a, a little a gremlin or something. Yeah. Arnie's like, wow, it seems like nobody likes my car these days. And then Lee angrily unwraps like they have like. I'm assuming burgers or sandwiches in, like, tinfoil. You don't even see what she's eating. Like, she unwraps it, like, angrily. Yeah. Just then, like, the windshield wiper gets jammed because it's, again, driving rain. Arnie leaps out to fix it, and as soon as he shuts the door, the doors lock. Christine's radio starts playing some Richie Valens, and Lee starts choking. Allison, when Arnie tries to get into the car to help her, he cannot open the door. Allison, finally! What would you do? What would you do? I would have to, like, one, I would bash in a window. I know he's in love with the car mm-hmm. and is never going to destroy it in a way. But, like, I also wouldn't want to be um, at the scene of this definitely going to be a death, I will assume. Um, yeah. And it's like, she was in there choking. What were you doing outside? Like, I guess, like, yeah, the it's locked, but what happened here? Like, I don't— it, it could put you in a really bad legal position. So I would do whatever I would have to do to make sure— um, that this woman didn't choke to death in the car that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> right, and that's tough, baby. That's a tough situation. I hope you never yeah. find yourself in, you know. It'd be really tough to deal with. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. 
Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Fortunately, a bystander is able to get one of the doors open, pulls Lee out of the car, and starts the Heimlich maneuver. But then Arnie runs over and is like, get your hands off her. And I'm like, so he thinks mid-choke, this guy unrelatedly is going to make make a pass at his girl? Grabbed her out of the car in the driving rain and just started groping her? It makes no sense. So he drives her home. Lee survives. She's coughs. The Heimlich maneuver works. He drives her home. She's extremely upset. And she starts to, like, bolt into her house. And she says, I'm never going in that car again. When I choked, something happened. The radio came on, and I could feel that something something was making me choke. And Artie's like, let's not blame my sweet Christine with anything crazy, you know? And she's like, no, don't you notice, like, whenever we make out, the, the car stalls out. It's almost like it's jealous or something. And Artie's like, you're being crazy. I think you're just sexually frustrated. But Lee's like, I don't know if I'm going to talk to you anywhere. And it goes inside. Yeah. Arnie gets back in the Christine, but she won't start until he, like, coaxes it and, like, talks, sweet talks her. And it starts playing, like, another 50s bop, you know? And it's sort of like, this guy's going to have sex with this car. He doesn't, but that's what it feels like. It is, like, romantic. He's, like, wooing the car. Allison, that night, Arnie drops off off Christine, and Buddy and his goons sneak into the garage. Buddy picks up a fucking sledgehammer, and they all pick up tools, and they just bash this car. They break the, the windshield. Moochie's stabbing the seats with a knife. The, it's playing that, like, sweet 50s pop music again. And well, then, this isn't going to be good for them. And then Moochie bashes in the radio with a hammer. Next day, Lee's like, I'll meet up with you. And he's like, great, meet me at the garage. I left my wallet in Christine, but we, we'll do a date. We won't, we won't take the car. I just need to get my wallet out, and we'll do whatever you want. And luckily, okay. clearly, Lee is down bad. I was like, she must be digmatized. Because she's like, yeah, I guess so. It's like, that car made you choke and you know it on some level. You um, Yes, you almost died and it was the car's fault. Yeah. And he's siding with the car. And as they walk in, Arnie's like, I don't know if this is too soon, but like, would you want to maybe apply to the same colleges? And then if we get into one, it's kind of like a sign we should stay together. And then he turns and he practically like pushes her face aside because he sees that Christine is all fucked up. He's like, good (gasps) Lord, but the love of my life. And she's a wreck, you know, like again, all the the chassis all fucked up. All the the windows are broken. So it looks like it was hit by like a train. It wasn't even like they scratched it or like broke the windows. It is busted up. And Arnie is like, who the fuck would have done this? Like, this is insane. And and Arnie's just like in a state of like, grief he can't even talk and she puts his, her hand on his shoulder and he wheels on her and he shoves her and he screams don't touch me sinner oh this is what you wanted wasn't it you wanted to get me away from her and it's like bro yeah no even at dinner that night even his parents who suck know it, like they know that it happened and they're like we're so sorry we know how much time and effort you really love that right. car Right. Whatever the weird, like, emotional relationship you have is, like, you spend a lot of time on that. It got destroyed. That's yeah. always devastating. And like, so every, I'm glad that yeah. they can, like, yeah. And everyone in town knows. Like, it was. It, it is something that, like, if that happened, like, everyone at school would know. Like, it was, like, yeah. very weird. 
And Arnie said, this is your fault. If I could have parked it in the driveway here, this wouldn't have happened. I don't think that's true. It might have been less damage, but Buddy would have come and fucked that car up. And it probably would have yeah. happened over and over again because it's like out in the open. You're right. Yeah, it would keep getting fucked up. And Arnie's getting more and more angry, you know? And Regina's like, can we just have a rational conversation about this? And Arnie goes, one of them took a shit on the dashboard. How is that for rational? And I was like, this evil car is driving this family apart. <laughs> but Michael and Regina are trying to like make amends and like, be nice to him. So he said, okay, but your mother and I discussed it. And we, in the meantime, we'd like you to buy you a new car. We, we don't want, you know, we've seen all this effort and everything you put into it. So we want to buy you a car so you, you weren't carless. And Artie's like, oh, that's what everyone wants, isn't it? Fuck you. And they get into a, a, a yelling match and then um, it starts to do a shoving match. And then suddenly Artie is choking his father before letting him go. And telling him, I'm going to hit the sack. So obviously, Arnie is experiencing a personality change. Yes. But there's only one constant, and of course, it's Christine. And so the long, hard work on repairing her begins. And at the garage, he strokes her roof, and he tells her, we'll show those shitters what we could do. I'm like, all oh, right, shitters. I guess. All right, I guess you could say that. Allison, Arnie turns around, and when he turns back, Christine's engine has started to repair itself. And he sort of starts to realize maybe this thing is alive in some sense. He walks yes. across the garage and he tells her, okay, show me. Allison, the glass repairs itself. The chassis starts to unbend. And it's essentially she's healing herself in front of him. Okay. And Arnie is reacting like it's an erotic experience. Like he's like just, he looks, he's so ecstatically happy. And by the time she's done, Christine looks brand new, better than new. Which begs the question, like, then why did she look so bad when we first saw that, her? I was just going to ask, like, why was she just, is it because, like, she had no owner and therefore, like. Maybe that would, she needs someone to, like, animate she her. She needs somebody to, yeah. like, to be focused on. That because makes sense. If it was, like, if, like, her owner was dead or boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Um, but if the person who, like, possessed her. Yeah. Is dead and it's she's just sitting in a driveway of, like, someone else's house. Like, there's yeah. kind of nothing for her, I guess. Well, now that she's repaired, Christine is out for blood. And the first one to get it is Moochie. Um, he's walking home, which is under a bridge. Unclear. But, of course, he hears cool. 50s music. And she just fucking chases him through this fucking warehouse district. And it's very deliberately shot. Like, you don't know if Arnie's actually in the driver's seat. But Moochie is fucking running. And, unfortunately... Christine ends up uh, cornering him in a loading dock. And oh it's boy. very narrow. Like, it's just, like, a very small space. So he cannot even run side to side. And it is so narrow, in fact, that Christine cannot fit into it. So when the car drives forward, the sides of the car peel away. But the car is able to jam itself into the space, crushing Moochie uh, in half. Finally. Yeah. In the hospital, Dennis is still in the hospital. He wakes up to find Artie pouring him a beer and watching football. And Artie has this big smile. He's like, did you hear what happened to Moochie? Almost makes you feel bad for the bastard. And Dennis knows that the Christine was all fucked up. And he's like, you know, how's your car doing? I bet it was Buddy Rapperton that did it. That guy fucking sucks. And he's like, what if you do it? Like, what if you repair it and then Buddy just breaks in and do it again? Like, you should tell the cops. And Artie says, he won't be doing that. But he doesn't say anything more, and he tells Dennis, happy Thanksgiving. Dennis has been in the hospital since um, October, October 9th. 9th. So I'm like, dear God. What happened to him? 
I guess we're to think his spy. Well, as a, as a master of spinal injuries, I think he may have had a spinal injury. And and I guess, but again, they don't really give us a lot of details. Yeah, if it's just a bunch of broken bones, at some point they'd be like, "Go home and deal with us on your own." It costs like yeah. thousands of dollars a day to be here. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. But at this point, not only is Artie sort of having a personality change, he's getting hotter. He doesn't wear his glasses. He doesn't need to wear his glasses. He's wearing like a leather vest and black jeans. He's sort of like a fifties greaser, and it really works okay. for him. But it is a big departure yeah. for him. From what we've seen, yes. Um, at one point in the middle of the day, he goes to his car. He's interrupted by Detective Rudolph Junkins, played by Harry Dean Stanton, who I love. And mm, Junkins like, fun. you know, I'm going to have some questions about your car because I heard it was totaled, and here it actually looks better than mint. That's pretty impressive. And I've already interviewed your girlfriend, and she saw it too, and she said it was total. And Arnie's like, well, okay, but like, who cares? Like, big deal. So what are you trying to say? And Detective Junkins like, well, I heard that somebody really busted it up and that someone took a dump on your dashboard. That seems like something that might make you mad. Mad enough to say, squish someone in half of the car. And he's like, oh, we're talking about Moochie. And the detective says, they had to scrape his legs up with a car with a shovel. Oh, God. And Artie says, well, isn't that what you do with shit? Scrape it up with a shovel? This shit obsession is <laughs> odd. And, and Jungus is like, okay, great. This is a great convo. I'm sure I'm going to see you again soon. Yeah, yeah. This this is the beginning of a yeah <laughs> a longer discussion, probably. And Arnie yell, calls Lee to like yell at her for talking to the cops, but then also saying, I just, we, I think we deserve more one more chance. Can you give me a, a fucking yes or no if you are in this? And she's like, I don't know. It seems like a lot's going on. And he screams, "Fuck you, bitch!" Needless to say, they are now broken up. But it was well, like, yeah, good this for Lee. Is a million red flags. Oh. Now it is December 16th. It's on the screen. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Buddy and his goon, Richie, are buying beers, and they're going driving and drinking. We love to see it. And um, they're driving, and somebody starts tailgating them. And they veer into a gas station, which has, like, a mechanic shop where their other his other goon, Don, works. Because I guess they all like cars. And Buddy sure. leaps out. He's got, like, a hammer. He's like, some fucking shithead's following us. I wish they would turn in here, and I'll fucking get them. Allison, of course, Christine turns in the parking lot and just fucking T-bones Buddy's car, totaling it. And right. he's like, you fucking prick Cunningham, come face me. And it, again, waving this, this weapon around. Allison, this is my, my favorite part of the movie. Christine backs up, T-bones Buddy's car again so hard it smashes through the uh, mechanic's garage door into the mechanic shop. Gas sprays out of Buddy's car and ignites, causing the mechanic shop to explode into flames, consuming the two girls, the two goons, while Buddy is standing there, jaw open, like 20 feet away. He drops his weapon and runs off into the night. Christine, three, humanity, zero. Well, Christine, like six or more, humanity, zero. Yeah, over time, yes. So I was like, wow, I guess Buddy got away. Allison, Christine backs up out of the conflagration and drives after him, on fire. So the car is on fire. And that's where John Carpenter really shines. <laughs> that's really a special kind of, sh- of scene. And as it drives after him, the gas station and mechanics shop entirely explode. Like, it's a huge explosion. And we get this amazing shot of Buddy just running down, like, the middle of, like, a lonely country road with um, Christine catching up to him still on fire. And she hits him and mows him down and leaves his body burning in the middle of the street as it drives away still in Christine. flames. What Christine. What a literal bitch on wheels. Truly. Um, back in the garage, Mr. Dunnell's putting his coat to leave. He's like the last person there. Just as the garage door opens and Christine, which is toasted, like it's like covered in ash, like looks horrible, rolls, rolls in. And he knows, wait a minute, Arnie is out doing errands for me driving my car. So who the fuck is driving Christine? I wrote, so right. who is Christine, you know? Who is 
who is Christine. And so he gets his shotgun and he goes over to the car and he, for, he like opens the driver's side expecting someone to have stolen the car. There's no one there. He gets in to see if the car will even start again. The radio starts playing. The doors lock. And the front seat moves forward and crushes Mr. Darnell against the steering wheel. Oof. The next day, Arnie arrives to the garage just as Detective Junkins and the other police officers shutting everything down because it's a crime scene. And he's like, I'm going to need evidence and an alibi of where you were last night. And the thing is, Arnie has it. He's like, I have a receipt yeah. from these errands. I was driving this other car. I went home. You can talk to my parents after that. Why did you know that? He said, we found your boss in your car dead with a shotgun. When Arnie runs over to Christine, she is, again, perfectly brand new. Like, she has repaired herself from being on fire. And uh, Jungus is like, oh, if only also, all women could just I mean, fix our appearances when they weren't perfect. And, and uh, Jung is like, oh, also, uh, Buddy, Richie, and Don also died in horrible ways. That's the same night. <laughs> FYI. And a lot happened. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. I was not there. I went, I was doing errands, then I went home. So whatever you need, I will give you, but I don't, you know. Meanwhile, Lee calls Dennis to, like, commiserate over, like, how Arnie's been, like, a, like weird and, like, he hasn't really, you know, he's just not acting like himself. Yeah. And um, Dennis tells Lee what George told her about Roland's daughter choking in the car. And Lee's like, I feel like that car was trying to kill me. Like, I was supposed to be next. It is the car. The car is evil. She's the first one to really, like, call it out. Yeah. Well, she's, like, survived it. Yeah. And Dennis is like, I'm going to go for New Year's. I'm going to Arnie's. We do it every year. And then um, she says, uh, he's like, I'm going to get him to talk to me. And we're going to, like, figure this out. And Lee's like, well, what if the car doesn't let him talk to you? And Dennis says, then we'll fucking destroy it. When Lee walks, good luck. When, when Lee's walking to her car, she hears Christine's radio, and sees the car pull up in front of Dennis's house, and it honks. Allison, I have to ask at this point in the movie, who will survive? Who will survive? Based on Christine's like history, I'm gonna guess that maybe that Arnie dies. As okay. the previous owner had also died. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe Lee dies, but Dennis survives. Okay. Maybe by destroying the car. Great. I love it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So Dennis gets in the car, and we see that Arnie has become full villain. Like, he is, like, a yeah. huge asshole. He's kind of Elvising at a certain point. You know, he's, like, kind sure. of like a pompadour. And, um... Dennis is like, oh, I see you're driving the old rust bucket, which is obviously a joke because the car's gorgeous. And Arnie's like, right. you better be nice to my car. She's real sensitive. And Dennis is like, oh, sorry, Christine. 
And, you know, uh, uh, Arnie's, like, driving erratically on the street. They're drinking beers while they're driving. And Dennis is, like, getting more and more, like, anxious. And Arnie toasts, yes. death to the shitters of the world in 1979. And Dennis is like, how about we toast to our friendship? Or, like, some good things. Or me getting out of the hospital, you know? Yes. And the vibe is clearly off, you know? And Arnie's like, don't be scared. And Dennis is like, I'll be honest, I'm scared for you, dude. Like, you've completely changed seemingly because of this car. And I don't know what's going on. And, I, you know, Lee feels horrible and, you know, she doesn't really understand, like, what happened. But, like, I, you know, I just want to let you know she called me and I don't, I, you know. And Arnie says, let me tell you a little something about love, Dennis. It has a voracious appetite. It kills me how much it eats. But I'll tell you something else. You feed it right and it can be a beautiful thing and that's what we have. And this is like, wow, like, you really feel that way about Lee? And Arnie goes, no, about Christine. And then he fucking veers in oncoming traffic playing <sighs> chicken. And Dennis is like, oh, no, Ernie's gone insane. Yes. Luckily, he takes him home, and the next day, Dennis carves into Christine's hood, Darnell's tonight. So that night, uh, Dennis and Lee sneak into the garage, and here's their plan. They're going to hotwire a bulldozer, which they successfully do. I couldn't be made. Oh, as any two teens <laughs> might know how to do. Um, so they, the plan is Dennis is going to drive the bulldozer, and then as soon as Christine comes into the garage— Lee will hit the button closing the door, trapping her inside, and then they'll crush her with the bulldozer. It's the best idea I've heard all, all movie. You Something. Know? Um, and they're able to, to jumpstart the bulldozer, and they're waiting for Christine. Unfortunately, there's a big pile of scrap, and Lee is waiting near it, not realizing until the headlights come on that Christine is hiding in the garage under a pile of garbage. Like, the fact that she can do things like hide. Yeah. <laughs> Is very fun. It's incredible. <laughs> like, it's not just like, oh, once she's, like, on or Arnie's driving or, like, yeah. she can, like, do whatever. And the fact that she can, like, re reform herself into, like, a flawless being. But, like, the yeah. fact that she's, like, she's, like, strategic. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so they, uh, luckily, uh, Lee uses the one thing that car, the one skill that humans have over cars, which is uh, she's able to jun- jump. So she jumps up and grabs a hook and Christine goes under her. Um, and in order to defend Lee, Dennis already uses the bulldozer to, like, block her against the wall. So, like, Christine tries to ram Lee, but she can't do it. And now we hear from inside Christine, Arnie screaming, you shitters. So Arnie is driving. This is him driving it. And he mm-hmm. is, he and Christine are united in their, in their desire to kill. Christine looks like she's going to gut it for the bulldozer, but then she, like, veers to try to hit Lee and uh, Lee runs into the office, and Christine slams into the office, just like a little, like, glass, you know, like, yeah, closed. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Arnie forgot the number one rule of being in love with an evil car. And what is it, Allison? What is the number one rule if you're going to join forces with an evil car who you are also in love with? Always wear your seatbelt. Oh, no. Because Christine's fine. Arnie fucking right. rockets through the <gasps> windshield. Mm-hmm. And he sort of lunges for Lee, but then he pulls back and he has a huge piece of jagged glass jammed in his chest. Yeah, so bye-bye, Arnie. Yeah. He sort of fingers her the grill of the car, and then he dies. Unfortunately, Christine's still up and about, and she plays like a yeah, romantic 50s song. Yeah. And then throws herself in reverse to still try to run down Lee. And Lee sort of like acts as bait at, like, against like one of the walls. And Christine is injured, so she can only go so quickly. The bulldozer mm-hmm. sneaks up kind of behind Christine and sort of crunches the truck, the trunk, but we're driving up onto the back of Christine. So she's okay. immobile, and Flattened. her headlights go turn off. So I guess we're to assume that she's dead. 
Of course, yeah. assuming they've bested her, Lee runs to Dennis and they embrace on the bulldozer. Oh, no. She's like every serial killer. Christine turns back One on. One last gasp. And she starts repairing herself immediately. So Dennis runs right. the bulldozer over and over again until her radio, radio turns off. In the morning, we see Christine fall from the car crusher. So Christine is now a little cube. And Detective Junkin is there, and he tells Dennis and Lee, you guys should consider yourself heroes. Like, Arnie was, he, he had gone insane and was killing all these people, and, and you stopped him, and it's very sad. And But you guys are heroes. And Dennis said, real hero could have saved Arnie. And Junkin tells him, some things can't be helped. Some people either. And they all rear back when they hear some sweet, sweet Richie Valens. But luckily, it's just somebody in the scrapyard walking with, like, a portable radio who kind of, like, <laughs> gives them a weird look. And Lee says, God, I hate rock and roll. And then in the Christine cube, we just see a little piece of metal moving just slightly. And then a band of the bone starts up. And that's the end. Oh, what a great end. And I would just say, I really enjoy this movie. And I love a movie that says, fuck you. I don't have yeah. to explain how or why this car is nope. evil or can kill people. I, it just is. You want to know, know that? Well, you could go ahead and eat shit. Yep. And I was like, shitter. Kudos. <laughs> so what are some yes. fatal mistakes that people may have made in the movie, Christine? Fatal mistakes. I mean, getting involved with that car at all wasn't financially the smart thing. Like, what he should have done is, like, taken that same amount of money, gotten something that was immediately drivable. But I also understand, like, he likes cars. He likes fixing things up. So that's... But I think, like, once Dennis knew that the owner had had the owner and everybody had died in it, he should have told Arnie. Yes. I think that right. would have been helpful. Right, because it's like, it doesn't imply, like, oh, he had to get rid of it. Or, like, Christina was ruining his life. Right, but just to be like, hey, like, this is the history of this car, and that just feels like information yeah. you need. I mean, other than that, I do feel like everyone did a good job, because— What else could you do? It's like an evil car that can reform itself and, like, has c- control of itself. And make and your control friend— of your friend. Yeah, exactly, make your friend fall in love with them. So right. I don't know. I feel like people, uh, Lee did her, Everybody did their best. Lee was very upfront. Like, I'm pretty sure he's in love with the car and the car's evil and it made right. me choke. Dennis was yeah. like, you know what? You're right. And we have to figure out a plan. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, the bullies were terrible, but like, you know, that's, they were just there to be murdered. And, right. Um, right. We need some villains to be like, well, good yeah. ones. So I think for the most part, people really did do their best. And I hats yeah. off to everyone in um, Christine. Yeah. Um, and then finally, where would you put Christine on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I feel like I would go ahead and give this a two and a half. Okay, great. Mostly, I mean, like, it's more fun than it is, like, scary sounding. I would say most of those points come from the horrific treatment and discussions of women from (laughs) the bullies. But, um, not super, like, an evil, like, yeah. Again, an evil car isn't something that, like, is going to happen, and it's not a super, like, scary, spooky. It's more just like, you know, this car is going to murder people. And it does. Yeah. I'm going to give this a two, because I, I really, um, there were certain elements, like, where I do think it's like they do being chased down with a flaming mm-hmm. car. I did find, like, unnerving. But yeah, for the most part, I really enjoyed this movie, having never seen it before. But I was not mm-hmm. scared at, in any in any capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think I would necessarily be either. It's <laughs> yeah, more just, just like, more fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sounds like, but I'm glad. I, a per, like a great movie. Yeah, 
Um, well, um, we hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. And, you know, again, it's something I'd always heard about and just was really delighted to finally actually watch and to share yeah. with all you guys. Yeah, good that we're doing Stephen King month, and this is a perfect uh, yeah film to include in this in this go of that. We can do many Stephen King months if we want to. And there are will. many movies. And yes. we will. And we will. Well, um, please take care of your cars. You know, get your yes. oil checked. Go, go get Wear your seatbelt. Yeah, please. I know that we all take Ubers everywhere now, and we don't really think about it. But put on a seatbelt. And um, until next time, please. Please. We ask you. You must. Keep, keep it spooky. spooky. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.